You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. You know, I uh, I respect Ian Rappaport. But I've seen it out there a lot today. Well, Ian Rappaport first reported, no, no, no. Yeah. Au contraire, mon frere. Uh, Johnny uh, Handsome. The on handsome Tuesday. right-hander. On Tuesday, Carl. John Yurkovich. On Tuesday. Let's see. Where is it? I got it right here. This was Tuesday. Not this morning. This was Tuesday. Tuesday. Breaking and, news? And, and, and I, yeah, I'm news? confident. I'm confident. Uh, you know, confidence is high in the Yurkovich camp on this one. Mm. And what might be the least surprising news of the decade, mm. uh, Kevin Warren... Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. They made a decision up there in the next couple of days, even before the end of the week, Kevin Warren will become the president of the Chicago Bears. Boom! Yeah. By week's end, according to the good kid. Yeah, by week's end. God, I hope for you're sure. right on this. Certainly, but, you know, I'm trying to hear before Friday at some time. <laughs> Kevin Warren will be the uh, president of the Chicago Bears. We've, and it's before Friday. They didn't want to do it on Friday the 13th. That's bad. Bad uh, luck. That's bad mojo. Bad juju. Bad juju. Bad luck. They said, we'll do it on Thursday. Yeah. The good kid was right. We just want to give credit where credit's due. We I, gave credit I mean, to Pete Thamel for initially breaking the news about three weeks ago that Warren indeed had sort of emerged as the top candidate yeah. within the Bears organization. And I think I presented it very well. Well, it's probably did. the least surprising news, but the Bears went and made the decision that yes. he was going to be the president, which was the news of Tuesday. So Yurko uh, is the newsbreaker. Yeah. Then last night, all what? of a sudden, he's calling into uh, Waddle and Sylvie. Yesterday. Show. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Are we playing fast and loose with the breaking news sounder? This is the time of the night where he's finishing up a nap before he gets ready to go out and run the streets of uh, Northwest Indiana. Good kid, what do you got? I've got my dancing shoes on is what I got for tonight at the very least. I've got where the AFC uh, championship game, if they need the neutral site, I've got where it's going to be. Okay. You want to know where? Yes. Yes. We go down to the Empire State of the South, Atlanta. That's right, Atlanta. If the neutral site is to be utilized, it'll be played in Atlanta. Uh, Look at you, dude. And what happened today? Is Atlanta called the Empire State of the South? No, Georgia is. We go down to the Empire State of the South. Atlanta's not a state. And Atlanta happens to be in the Empire State of the South. Gotcha. That's Georgia's nickname, the Empire State of the South. I never heard. You didn't know that? I never heard. I don't think I've ever heard that. You never thought about that at all? (sighs) Not really. Yeah, well, we used to in school, but when they taught things back in school, uh, we went all over the state mottos. Yeah, right. I thought, it was the can, I, I thought it was the peach yeah, state. Now you can now you can check the Google machines. Yeah, no, I right? didn't know that. You can check the Google machines, and the Google machines will give you everything, right? But back then, we had to memorize things. Yes. Otherwise, we had to that's, look it up in an encyclopedia. That's true, Yer. So it was easier just to memorize it so you didn't have to look it up in the encyclopedia. I know you're checking Empire State of the South. You know what you're going to get. Uh, Well, that's not the motto, though, I guess. That'd be like a nickname, that's right? That's the nickname, yeah. The Empire I mean, State let, of the South. Hold on, let me find nickname. Their motto is, George. we love peaches. Their motto. <laughs> Their motto is wisdom, justice, yeah, yeah. moderation. Nickname. Uh, the Empire State uh, of the South. Nickname. nickname. 
Uh, the Peach State, according to the official site. I've, I've never heard that. I'm impressed at the way you've been breaking news. I don't know what you're this doing what I do. or who you're doing it with, but it's, you've got sources now, man. It's value I mean, added. I've always had the sources. This is amazing. And I've always sloughed off the responsibility of reporting to the reporters. But now you're into added value? I've got to add value, you know? Well, you're adding it, my friend. i got some value added coming along the pipeline. That's Keep what i got to do. breaking news. Anything else you'd you like know, to cause break? Because i got gazillions of people out there. You know yeah. that. I 55, I'm an old man. I've met a lot of people. Well, especially in the NFL. A lot of people like to talk to the good kid and say, hello, how are you? The Bears have indeed named Kevin yes, Warren have. their new president and CEO. I think a lot of us think this is a great move. I know uh, we've joked also in the past couple of days, Waddle came down uh, Tuesday and threw cold water on us. He said, isn't it so Bears, though, to, to hire the president a year after they change the coaching staff and hire the new GM? Look, I'll, at least the Bears are trying to move in the right direction. A baby steps is all I can say. We're going to go, what about Bob here? For a franchise that has continued to trip over itself, and, and maybe they've done it again here with the way they've, the timeline of these right. hirings, you can make an argument that, of course, they're doing it bass-ackwards again. I think Kevin Warren is an impressive dude, and I think he will do well in this role at Hallis Hall. Right. And I think, most importantly, he's going to really help them get that stadium. I think he's going to oversee it all. I don't want him in the draft room, though. Oh, if he joined, uh, I, we, I, I, there's a chance I, I, we might have him right, on today. I, we, I would ask him that. I, I don't want him in the draft room. Kevin Warren, Warren is the president. He oversees everything. Let your people do what your people need to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then when they're about to make the decision, they'll call you and they'll say, hey, Kevin, just give you a heads up. This is what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, give Kevin a call. Tell Kevin this is what we're doing. Keep him in, in the loop. I want him yeah, in the loop. I, I don't want him in the room. In the loop, not in the room. Or the team president's not in the room. Why would I have the team president in the room? I'm asking. It's like having Jerry Jones in the room. Jerry's in the room. Well, that's my point. It's like having Jerry Jones. You don't need Jerry Jones there. Mm. So Jerry Jones can take a photo op. So he can pretend like he's interested. All right, guys, let's stage this. Cameras, go ahead. And, okay, we're well, ready. I don't even, I mean, Shoot. Do you remember no, the story about... But that's my uh, point. Do you remember the story about how... If it weren't for the son talking him out of Johnny Manziel, they were going to draft Johnny yeah. Manziel over like um, who Travis Frederick or something. When, uh, like uh, you know, they they drafted whomever they drafted in the first round. The was big a tackle stud, uh, center center um, yeah that's was right. a stud. And like if it were up to Jerry, he was going to have them draft Johnny Manziel. Sometimes it is dangerous when the guys like that are well, when the I, son talked right. him out of it. I think my point is he's the president. If there's a draft party, or there's something going on. Get out there, meet the people, press the flesh with your sponsors and stuff like that. That's the kind of thing you need to be doing. Hmm. Okay? I don't need you, you know, with, with the general manager making things happen. You're in the loop. You're in charge. We get it. But we don't need you in there, you know, offering your two cents on what players are. Let the people that scouted them and their especially, jobs are what they're doing. Let them do what they need to do. Especially because he's not even going to be in this role, they said, yes. until sometime in the spring. Yeah. You know, it'd be... Yeah. I, 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 do, I think it's a question that needs to be asked of him. Sure. You know, like, how involved will you be? And he might say, I'm, I'm not going to be very involved this year. Maybe that changes going forward. Maybe they hire a football guy to directly uh, be above Ryan Poles. It'll be interesting to see how else or like what else happens and how this plays out to see what else the Bears want to do. But there's a replacement for Ted Phillips. And again, he's just uh, an impressive dude with a lot on his resume. I mean, he's really achieved and accomplished a lot. And most importantly, as the Bears transition into this new era, and we think they'll end up closing on Arlington and developing that land, 
I mean, I hope they don't close on it to do something else with it. I hope they develop it and build their stadium there. If they, they do all that, someone like Kevin Warren is going to be necessary and important. And uh, I, I want to believe that, like, they're entering a different chapter, you know, that they don't continue to trip on themselves, that they don't think small, they don't think little, they don't think mom and pop, but they think big. And it, it would seem to me that hiring someone like Kevin Warren has the Bears kind of thinking big. There you, you know? go. Yep. That, that, I mean, so, it's, it's as simple as it's, it is different because yeah. it's not a member of the family or right. it's not an insider that, you know, came up with the family. This is outside this voice is for something, the first time. Exactly. So, yes, it's 100% different. And you hope it's better. That's what you're hoping for. I hope. You hope it's a lot better. So hope. we'll see. I'm like Andy Dufresne. Only and time Red, will I, tell. I hope you're We're in the right. infancy, the embryonic stages of what we have going on here. Yeah, we really right? are. So I can't, I can't pretend like something fantastic is going to happen within the next two, three months. It won't. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a time. The There's philosophy. a gestation period. Yes, there are. Oh, 100%. <laughs> there is. It's going to take some time. Like that embryonic gestation. Some embryonic zygotic gestation. Uh, everywhere you go, though, man, everywhere you go right now, people are buzzing about the Bears and they're they buzzing are. about the number one. They are. Okay. Football, 12 months a year, whether you like it or not, even God, for a crappy, crappy, crappy football team. We've gotten there, my friend. Yeah. It's, I like it. It's, you know, you. There are very few down weeks. I don't even know that there's a down month for the NFL anymore. It's like it's down to, yeah, you know, maybe a couple weeks right maybe after the Super Bowl. But even that, you've got the combine. Yeah, maybe when they break at, uh, you know, right around the 4th of July for a few weeks before they start training. Well, well, now, hold Other on than here. that, there's not much downtime. Hold on. Here you go. You got Super Bowl on the 12th, 13th, right? I think it's the 12th this year. Or the 13th, right? But that's my point. That's the weekend, right? Yes. Boom. You're a week, week later. Where you at? Combine. Indy. February 19th. You're in Indianapolis. That's amazing. Right. Then, so you then do that. And happens. then guess what happens? Free agency, free agency happens. And now for the better part of two weeks, free agency. Here's your break in your law. March Madness. I think uh, March Madness yeah. captures the world for 17 days. Yeah. For 17 days in March, March Madness takes over. And football doesn't really matter. I'll be honest with you. Football doesn't matter during that during time. During March Madness? During March Madness, two it is there. NCAA 17 days. You start on a Thursday, you end on a Monday. Okay, 17 days. Okay, so those 17 days are magical. And the next thing you know, Easter takes prevalence. It, it does? Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's April 9th this year is Easter. I didn't know Easter sort of carved into the NFL. Carves into the NFL, yeah. I always thought the first few weeks of July, too. It's like the one time we don't talk a whole lot. Well, everybody's on vacation, too. Yeah. Vacation. The teams are away. They're keeping their fingers crossed that the phones don't ring and they find out some player got in trouble because they're away from the facility and it's before we start training camp. So, yeah, there's like four or five down weeks out of 52. Other than that, the NFL has us captivated, my friend. And we're all captivated by the Bears right now, and they're moving and shaking, and they're doing things like adding Kevin Warren to the mix, which, again, I think is pretty good. And it'll be interesting whenever he does speak, and, again, we're efforting him for today, uh, to see, like, big picture, will there be more hires? Will there be somebody that comes in to run the football operation? Is he going to be comfortable? Does he have to, like, feel out Ryan Poles and get to know him? And does he want to see how that goes? And maybe he just totally trusts Ryan Poles and he leaves that department to be run by Ryan. But, of course, they'll still have to go, uh, you know, ultimately and in, in, in report all final decisions to the team president. But, like, what structure is he envisioning? And will there continue to be new hires? 
uh, and how involved in football operations will he be? I mean, it, it would seem to make most sense that he's really coming to run the business side. They need a new president and a new CEO now that Ted is moving out, and they need to build And the that's stadium. a big project. That's going to be huge. a big, it's massive huge. project. I mean, think about so. it. You're talking about when it's all said and done, 5 to $7 billion between the stadium and the entertainment complex. I heard yesterday the, the gentleman from Landmark that was on with Waddle and Sylvia. It was a really good interview, actually. Okay. And, yeah, they're thinking big, and they're going to build that transportation hub there and you know, he talked about why you could repurpose Soldier Field and make it more useful and make it better on game Well, if day. you make it a dome, you can host a March Madness. You could. You could do a lot with the right. dome. Right, you mean, can. You but I'm just saying, if you make it a dome, you can host March Madness. But who's footing the bill? I don't know who would foot that bill. I, if the Bears leave, I don't know who would. I don't know how the city does it. Um, I don't think the Bears have any intention of staying there anymore. I just don't think it makes sense for them financially to not own their own building. I, I guess some would try to argue that... By not paying those expenses, you can do other things with your money. But I don't know. I've I've never heard renting is better than owning. I, right. I, I, am I crazy? I, I, I just I, I don't I, I don't think that's when I had a I don't like that logic. I had a conversation with Scotty Hagel back in the day, and he told me one of the benefits they have is they don't have that on their on their balance sheet on their balance sheet all the time. I go, yes. I go, but you're also generating revenue only in X amount of days. Right. That's when you're generating revenue. The only and it's about cash flow. It's about bringing in cash. Okay, it's not necessarily watching your investment grow from being a one billion dollar operation to a four billion dollar operation. Congratulations! When the only way you can get into that cash is by borrowing against it. Right. Okay, that's the way you. That's how you can get cash flow. When you have an operation that's running three hundred and sixty days a year. That's where you're creating cash flow, actual dollars coming into the system. Yeah, I, I got to believe that that's a better business and the model. Way the, what do I know, I guess? The way I, the Packers do it now, the way the uh, SoFi Stadium does it now, that's what people or NFL teams are looking at, that you've got to be able to create this revenue 20, uh, 52 weeks a year, not just the weeks that you have nine home games. The Packers in Green Bay, I don't know what else is there even at Lambeau outside. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. they do well, you haven't been there, but they've got stuff, and they got it across the street, and they've got hotels. It's a town of 150,000 people, and they're, they're generating more revenue than the Bears do. I'd say about 110,000. Whatever area, it is. I mean, the area around it probably gives you 250,000. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're generating more revenue Suburbs. than the Bears. I just can't see the logic in saying, well, it's not on our balance sheet, and it's actually better for us. We'll do other things with that money. I, that doesn't make sense to me. You, you're the charter franchise. You should own your building. Yeah. I don't think there's anything Soldier Field can do anymore that can th- that should keep the right. Bears there, no matter not, how much you repurpose Not them. owning your stadium and having it be, is it's less complicated. This is going to be more complicated, which is why they brought that, in. That's why gonna, you're bringing in Kevin Warren. Which is Warren. why he's going to bring in some more people. Yes, that's exactly right. Especially yeah. for that project. All right, uh, ring us up if you want to talk Bears. We got a few other things we want to touch on today, including a, a kind of a weird Bulls loss last night um, to a shorthanded Wizards team. Yurko pointed it out yesterday. They continue to struggle against the sub-500 teams. We're going to talk to Courtney Cronin today at 1230. We'll talk to Todd Furman at 135 live in Vegas and go over some of the wild card games and get a best better too. 312-332-3776. Join Carmen and Yurko. Ring us up. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Six football games this weekend, Yurko. Six. Six. I mean, a lot of games. A lot of excitement. Hey, something, something happened to my headphones. 
Why? What happened? Hey, a little loose, a little broken. I'm trying to fix these things. I don't know what Charlie, that happened. Charlie, anything, uh, anything wrong with what the headphones this morning? What would have happened to the headphones? I don't know. They're a little well, loosey-goosey on me. What happened to the headphones? Maybe Twitch knows. I don't know. Does Twitch know what happened to the headphones? I don't know. Does someone throw the headphones? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of testosterone in this building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you got a bunch of dudes. Things have been thrown around with our... Uh, I threw a telephone at Danny's head one time. I've seen Yurko destroy a keyboard. I saw uh, Yurko once through. I didn't see the phone incident. I knew about it. Yurko threw a phone at Danny once. I once saw watched Yurko... Um, I, when I say destroy yeah. a keyboard, fact, folks, the day Danny Savard got fired, if you want to go back how long ago it was. When Yurko threw the phone at Danny, yeah. yes. Yeah. I also watched Yurko get so frustrated with his keyboard, he picked it up and um, smashed it. it. I once watched Mongo, at a, uh, me, Sylvie, Mongo, and Double D, Dave Dorson, the late Dave Dorson, rest in peace. Uh, we used to do pre-game together. We were yeah. doing pre-game outside the old 18th Street turnabout down right. there. You know? the turnabout, yes. And it was, a, it was November, December, it was cold, and we had a tent in Bob Boxer... Our old engineer, Bob Boxer, had a heater for us. like Almost like one they have on the sideline. Not quite as powerful, right. but a heater but blowing. Good enough. Yeah, yeah. To keep things warm. Because it was cold. The equipment's got to be warm, too. I once watched Mongo pick up a folding chair and proceed to begin to smash it on said heater. And, and I'm like, that's probably not a good idea. Bob Boxer went nuts because, God forbid, I mean, you strike it the wrong way. There's yeah. like protein. Propane going right, into right. this thing, you know, shooting out of there, and and he's screaming, "Mongo, Mongo, stop, stop!" Was it not keeping Mongo warm, or what was no, happening? He was, you know, he was uh, Mongo. Got Mongo for a minute. He was talking about, I don't know, the Bears were miserable. Go figure. Yeah. It was like oh three, I don't know, oh four, whatever they. And he went on a rant about they're not doing this right, and they're not doing that, and somebody's got to fire them up. And he got up and he proceeded to. Sylvie and I hit under the table. I think. <laughs> uh, let's see. I once threw a chair. And from this studio into that one, I remember that one. So we got a lot of testosterone, yeah. And um, sometimes we lose our cool. We get excitable. We're all guilty of this. Yes. Again, uh, yes. every one of us. Yes. And I guess Cap just had enough this morning. And uh, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you have, your amygdala is on fire. Yeah. You ever hear that expression? I have not. Yeah. That's Italian. That's not Italian. What is that? Amygdala. It has to be. St. Amygdala. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of big story about St. Amygdala. Your amygdala in your brain. Oh. You know, like sometimes it's just on fire and you do crazy things. And a cap did not like the fact that uh, Hoodie was giving him a little uh, a rough ride. It was funny as hell. I got to be honest with you. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and Hoodie said, nope, you missed the joke. It went over your head again. And Cap got upset and he just threw the headphones. Yeah. And Hoodie kept going. Like, like I think I saw a meme there. out there. I think I saw a meme of that out there. Is there a gif? a gif? There's a, a gif, GIF already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. already a gif. So did he break those headphones for real? <laughs> I did a little loose. A little loose. I got a screwdriver in my pocket. To I'll to try to tighten it up. Tighten a little, them up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's on Twitch. You can go back and watch it. Could be a Phillips. Today. Could be a Phillips. Sometimes uh, our emotions get the best of us. Yeah. And they got the best of the Catman earlier today. As long as we keep our hands to ourselves, we're always going to be good. But you know that he went, oh, of course, and nobody's ever gotten. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. There was one physical altercation at the oh, station. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. There was one. Uh... I guess he went to the bathroom, cooled off, and came back in and finished the show. Boom. Sometimes like a professional, you, like a professional. That's what you got to do. Like a profi. Sometimes my dad you got to profi. You got to professional. I don't think I've never seen Black throw anything. Black's usually pretty even no. keeled. Yeah, but you know we're not here at night. 
We no, don't I, know what happens at nighttime. No, if 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 this is where we want to go today on the show, <laughs> uh, you're right. I have not thrown something. There was a situation back in the day uh, where a weekender uh, was treating us producers like complete garbage, oh. and I told our boss at the time, "I'm not leaving work." But I am not working this show. I will go wow. work production in another studio. Wow. I am not leaving. I'm removing myself from this situation. Wow. Well, that, see, Black's pretty good about that. He, he And instead of making it the situation worse. Yeah. I like how you... That, that's sometimes the best thing to do. Remove yourself and from Poor Abdallah had to handle it by himself. And poor oh, Adam. He left Adam. He hung Adam out to dry. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't uh, getting MF'd. So wow, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Shout out to that guy. Do we know? I think I know who it is. Yeah, I, the, I, I he. Think you know. I know who it is. Yeah, I'm pretty the one sure. that would make up uh, emailers. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I know. Who it is. I'm sure oh. people can figure that one. Out. Oh boy, um, I, I don't think I've ever seen Abdallah throw anything either. Maybe it's just us older guys if uh, we have a tendency to let our emotions get the best of us. But <laughs> I haven't thrown anything in quite some time. Uh, I've, I've much more. Uh, I've learned to deal with my emotions better, Yurko. But, but uh, Boxer came in with another keyboard. He goes, oh, he goes, I think this one just got too much dust in it. <laughs> I mean, literally, that you guys, there and were Bob's keys. Laughing. I was sitting Bob's across laughing. the office. Yeah, there were keys flying like shrapnel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yurko. I'm like, we and were, I tried to stop him because I knew he'd get in trouble. I'm like, we, Yurko, stop. We were finding keys for months. He picked it up. Yeah. And just smashed the it. colon, semicolon, <laughs> shrapnel going all over the place. I think the chair was the last thing I threw. Yeah, yeah. I, and I didn't really throw. I more like kind of shoved it. it out the door. You chucked it. Yeah, I would say this back on the Cap and Company days uh, between Danny, myself, and Cap, things would definitely get heated. Yeah, frequently. Danny and I would always have a see. Dan, Danny has a tendency to you know. How do I put this? How do we put it? Boy, Danny knows how to he, he knows how to ruffle feathers. He knows how you to know? twist <laughs> the knife, is what you're saying. I mean, he really does. Yeah. A few of my outbursts over the years were because Danny and I I just like we reached a point where and we're like brothers kinda. Yeah. You know, I love Danny. We we but we reached but a point did, where the blow bro- up had when, to happen. When you're like brothers though, you know how to get to each other. Yeah. You know what to say. To yeah. get the other one to respond because you want to have the response. So the uh, the headset's a little dinged up. We might have to replace that because uh, Cap wasn't having it earlier today. He uh, he, <laughs> mi- he missed the joke, and uh, and and Hoodie kind of called him out on it. Captain, like he went on tilt for a minute, but again, he calmed himself down, and he uh, came back in and he finished the show. That's what you ultimately have to do. You got to finish the show. The show must go on, Yurko. Always. Uh, years ago, I once got mad at Yurko and I left the studio and I said, well, this isn't a good idea. And I went back in one time. Yurko left uh, crosstalk and went in the elevator and just left. That was it. He was done. He's like, that's it. I'm done with you guys. I'm leaving for the day. This was a long time ago, long time ago. So it's happened to the best of us. He goes, I'm done with you guys. I'm done. That's it. I'm, I'm going home. And he went, he got in the elevator. He took his ball and he went home. I, I went dead. Well, I didn't even take my ball. I left the ball. I just went home. <laughs> Danny's got a great story about like literally a former Kansas basketball player taking his ball and going home. Not figuratively. Danny tells a pretty funny story about a guy I love that I covered, Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. Kirk got mad. And I don't know, so Danny, Danny will tell you the story. They were playing pickup basketball at the gym, and it was, and Kirk got mad. I, I think it about the way the teams were stacked. And he was mad that, like, 
who would have been on those teams? Like Drew Gooden, right, Yerk? Uh, like Heinrich Gooden, maybe uh, Rafe LaFrance. Were they all together? I feel like they would have I been all Rafe together. I think Rafe was with him, yes. And Kirk was getting mad that they had stacked the team against the team he was playing with, and they lost two games in a row. And Kirk was a red ass. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I like Kirk Heinrich a lot, but he was a red ass. Coach's and kid. He got mad. He took his ball and he went home. He said, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm not playing with you guys Didn't anymore. Ben Simmons do that? Like one of his last practices with the 76ers? I think he did, actually. The problem is when you're in the NBA, there's like a million basketballs everywhere. You can't really take your ball and go home. There's racks of them. But, you know, at Kansas, if, they're, if yeah. it's not a, a school-sanctioned thing, they were just like at, the, at the, 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 the rec center playing. Kirk had the ball. He said, that's it. I'm leaving. I'll take the ball and I'm going to go. Uh, let's say hi to Tom in Oaklawn. What's up, Tommy? Oh, guys, you should have seen me when I put on the Discovery Plus app. And my favorite show, Man Caves, was no longer on there. I threw some four-letter words that I Man told my caves. 10-year-old son that I don't never want to hear you say. It happens so, to the uh, best of us. So don't Tom. give me stuff. It, it happens, yeah. But uh, as soon as I as soon as I heard the Kevin Warren uh, news, I called my brother, I called my family members, I called my friends, and the first thing I said was, Yurko was right. Thank you. Yeah, and I and we should never doubt Yurko when he's dropping news anymore. Damn. So no, never. He's, <laughs> Tommy, you're right. He's been a newsbreaker now for the last uh, two months. Anymore? What do you mean anymore? You should never have doubted the good kid. All of a sudden, just like bringing the heat. Value added, Carm. I got to bring something else to the party. What I'm bringing is not enough. You always got to be improving. <laughs> That's it. The other scoop Yurko had last night, he broke with Waddle and Sylvie's that, and I think the league officially announced it today. today. Atlanta yeah. is going to be the site of a potential. AFC Championship game. Between Buffalo and scenarios? Cincinnati. It's with, Buffalo is it only Cincinnati. Buffalo? No, yes. no, no, no. It's Casey no, Buffalo, and Buffalo. Can, yeah, Kansas City and Buffalo. That's right? it. Kansas City and Buffalo. Yes. Cincinnati would not be. No, would not oh, be God, a I'm part trying of to remember all the goofy rules going into week 18. It's just yeah. if it happens to be in the Buffalo, announcement. In the announcement, Kansas it City. says specifically Kansas City and okay. Buffalo. Otherwise, they're good. Yes. You know, if it's Cincinnati, that game would be back in Arrowhead. If it's Buffalo... And the Bengals, that game would be in Orchard Park, right, Yerk? I think so. So that's the only scenario they have to worry about would be a potential yes. Buffalo, Kansas City, and Yurko has identified and the league has now announced it that it's going to be Atlanta. Why, Atlanta. Do, why do you think they picked Atlanta? I mean, the indoor dome, I think it was available. it's still centrally located. I do think it's in the middle. They've got plenty of hotel rooms. Even if there's conventions and everything in town, there's plenty of places to bring in the teams. I mean, uh, if you're an NFL team, you're bringing in 53. You've got 53 rooms just for your players. Right. You've got 14 coaches. You've got video guys. You've got this much. You've got that much. You probably need 100, 115 hotel rooms. It's a pretty big traveling party, for everybody. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you've got to have that. If you don't have that, you know, you're a city of that size. You don't have it. You go to Indianapolis. Okay, they've got some hotels. But if there's a convention booked already down there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Now you got yourself some problems. Could be a, tr- could yeah. be a problem. We'll grab some more of your calls. 312-332-3776. I got a couple of fun things I want to talk to Yerk and the guys about today. Uh, we are going to talk to Todd Furman live in Vegas in about an hour and get some best plays and go over. Maybe we'll try to sneak in all six of the wild card games. I mean, uh, or at least talk about some that are the sexiest. You know, because of all the injuries, a couple of these games are kind of dogs. Let's face it. You know, uh, I don't just don't know how compelling Dolphins and Bills is going to be with all the injuries that Miami has going on right now. But we'll pick Todd's brain on Wild Card Weekend and get some best bets in an hour. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Uh, uh, uh. Go ahead, sing it. Uh, I just know the us. 
That's all I know, I too. I can fire them. I can fire the, uh, Just the uh, Kevin uh, Warren officially uh, being announced by the Bears as their new president and CEO. They're going to have an introductory news conference at some point next week, Yurko. And uh, I do think after said press conference next week, when that happens, we'll uh, get the opportunity to talk to Kevin Warren. So that should be good. Any news on who the Big Ten's going to turn to? Did it, I haven't uh, um, I didn't totally I, follow I, up on that. I mean, yeah, I don't Jim think Phillips, so. Jim Phillips, who's running the ACC, who ran Northwestern for a long Could time. Could be coming back. Maybe Jim Phillips comes back home. Good dude, Jim Phillips. Real the, good. The only thing that I've seen is that when Kevin Warren was hired, it was a totally different group of people making the decisions. And now when you add in USC and UCLA into the mix, mm-hmm. that maybe they have a different mindset to how they want to find that commissioner Hmm. that's the only thing i've seen from like college football writers is that they don't know wow and do they want to add a few more of those pac-12 teams that'll be the job of incoming commissioner right is you continue to sort of swell and expand and you know what else do you want to plug like yurko said how badly phil knight probably wants in on the big 10 at this point and do you want the bay area do you want cal or stanford i would think stanford right now they're playing musical chairs and oregon doesn't have a a a chair you know and they're trying to buy it's weird it's oregon i I get you and you told me they were good in football and i had to go back and you told me i get it they're good at football very good but they're in oregon they've been competitive in basketball too when you think about it we look at portland didn't we look at portland though and say what is portland when it comes to uh, market size? Yeah, it's, it's not in the top 20, so, I don't think, my, is it? So my theory is, Carm, you've got L.A. that's number two. You've got San Francisco that's got to be like seven, six. It's got to be right San there. San Francisco, yeah, yeah, top ten for sure. San Francisco, Oakland, you combine the two of them. For sure. So, I mean, you're looking at two and seven. Why? What are you worried about 58 for? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oregon's Oregon. Washington's Washington. They've got their own concerns. You know, up there in Seattle, what they're Port- doing. Portland's number 21. 21. So it's not tiny, it's but not it's dead. outside yeah. of the top 20. It certainly is. San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose is number six. Los Angeles, of course, is two. There you go. You they got have two New six. York. They, they have New York. You, we made, you can make fun of all you want. Right. Rutgers in the Big Ten. Well, duh. And Maryland, you get New York. You and Mar- Maryland grabs the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area. So what do you have there with Maryland? Ninth. All right. So the Big Ten has They're New York one, LA two, Chicago three. Um, nothing really in Dallas Fort Worth, right? Nothing no. in Philly. Well, Philly, maybe Penn State a little bit. I don't know, but whatever. You've got one, two, three for the big boys. Then now you're adding six. You know, you've added. Uh, I'm sorry, you haven't added six. They'd like to add six, and you have nine. Yeah, you got all the big markets. That's what. That's how you make money. But that's what you're doing. I know. You, you're getting the eyeballs. So when you say how many impressions can you get, and you go to the television people. And you say, this is where we're at. And then the television people go, oh, well, that's going to cost this. Yeah. Courtney Cronin is going to join us at 1245. I got you. We'll get a quick little update and just a recap from her, what she's thought about the events of the week and things like that. And then at uh, 135, we'll talk to Todd Furman. We still have McKnight at the movies today, too. We'll do that during the 1 o'clock hour. Always fun. Your chance to win. Connor's going to be in for you next week when you're gone on yes. Thursday and Friday. And he's going to do a live edition of McKnight at the Movies next Thursday with us. So That's going to that, – and you're going to be able to look at facial expressions then? A lot of pressure. That might be – he might, like, uh, give something away there. We did it once before. The live version. Carter's in Naperville. What's up, Carter? Hey, guys. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. I, I just want to preface this with I'm not a Bears fan. Um, but I don't understand the people, and I, we're on the same page. I don't understand the people that want to stay, stay at Soldier Field. Because from a cash flow perspective, how else do the McCaskies make money other than the home games and the TV deal? Right? Like a lot of other owners own other things. Yeah. And I don't know what they put into their teams. But also, 
there's no salary cap on what you can do with your facilities, what you can bring in for training staff, medical staff, right. analytics. Like that can all get substantially upgraded when you are cash flowing more money. Right. Am I am I wrong about this? No, no I, you're I think you're 100 percent right, Carter. I think it's you're why they. Correct. I think it's why. We think it's so important for them to do it. I think you nailed it. Their only other revenue stream, um, you know, that he didn't mention. And, you know, when you go television, you're talking about the online stuff. You're talking about apps, you know, the gambling revenues. I mean, that, I get the uh, licensing. And if the, the Bears merchandise. The Bears yeah. merchandise would be the only other way they, that they, they make money. You, it comes down the pipeline. You told me that they share, they share that with the if league? If you sell that at uh, Dick Sporting Goods, that is shared with everybody in the, in the league. Or the shared with all the teams. Shared the, with the, all the teams. But if you sell if you it you at sell your it facility. On site, at your facility, which like the Packers, everything they sell in the Packer Pro Shop, right. is 100% Green Bay Packer money. Okay. Now, the Bears, I'm assuming, still have a, a fan shop at Soldier, don't they? Or do they not? I don't I, know. I'm Chris. sure they do. If they do have it, but when's it open? And who goes to Soldier Field? Yeah, that's a good point. Just I like, uh, you know, oh, let's go down to Soldier Field for no apparent reason. Chris, they, they have a fan shop. A fan and shop you, right? you, can, you can access the fan shop from the north end zone without going in the stadium. So it may be open on non-game days. But, right. but to Yurko's point, like, who's over there? I guess if you're doing uh, a museum people tour. people over by the museum. If you're doing a museum yeah. tour. Yeah. But like, like in the summer, there's people over there. But I don't Chef think Aquarium. people are going there to go to the Bears fan shop. Like right. it's, it's easy to pull up at the United Center, actually, when there's nothing going on, and go into the fan shop. That right. fan shop is open. Yes. You can, you can go in there, buy your Bulls and Blackhawks stuff, and they make a lot of money probably off that. I do think that atrium is kept open so people can see the Jordan statue, too. Like, we talked about that recently. I, you know, you can do that. I don't know who's, to your point, like, unless you're on the museum campus for something, maybe in the summer when but, the weather's but, nice. But, like, but even then, there? You're, you're going by and going, oh, nice stadium. Oh, yeah, look at the you, columns. Right, nice. Yeah, I, I, but who's going, oh, this is the time I need to get a Bears jersey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if many people are thinking on a, on a, on a wonderful day that they're going to be carrying this Bears get, this Bears bag around with two jerseys in it for the rest of the day. The point is when you own your stadium and it's yeah. a facility that is running 12 months out of the year, like, your revenue streams are, I mean, like, the potential is enormous. The potential is enormous. you talked about that cash flow. That's so important. Yeah. Um, Peter's in Miami on ESPN 1000. Hey, Pete. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Great. I have a bear stop, but then I have a proposition for Johnny the Good Kid. Okay. So the bear stop, I'm, I'm going to, since I'm still deflated from 2017, and with a simple chain reaction, I'm going to ask you a question. Who hired Eberflus? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, it was uh, McCaskey and, uh, and Ted and Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. McCaskey, George, and Ted. Yeah, and who, and who hired who hired Poles? George and Ted. George and Ted. So I'm gonna keep my uh, baskets really close by me and not have any uh, expectation until they prove it, prove me wrong because I'm still deflated from 2017. I got you. So well, I don't know uh, if I could do that because a lot of I hear a lot of hype uh, from everyone. So I'm just going to pump the brakes. I don't bit. blame you for being a little bit jaded. Now I do think Kevin Warren comes with. I, I, listen, what else can you say? The but guy's got an incredibly impre- impressive resume and credibility. Yeah, and some gravitas, quite frankly, in, in the world in which he resides. I mean, he just. I think he's got it. He's got the chops. You know, I I, I think it's. It's safe to say now. Will the Bears still ultimately kind of screw things up because of the way the families run this business? I I, I hope not. <laughs> but this guy's got some chops, man. I mean, like it's this is a big time hire, you know. 
Uh, Courtney's going to join us coming up next. We'll, she, uh, we'll see what she thinks. 312-332-3776 if you want to join us. It's Carmen and York. Courtney Cronin next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Oh, my God, Yurko. We've talked so much Bears this week. We're going to talk so much Bears all winter and spring. Uh, A new president. Probably closing on that Arlington property at some point. The number one overall pick, flush with cash for free agent yes. spending. I mean, flush with space, Carm. Yeah. Flush with space. Cap I'd space. never. I would never say the Bears are flush with cash. Good point. Consider what we've been flush, talking about. Yeah, they're flush with cap space. Flush with cap space. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring in Courtney Cronin, who uh, just did an excellent job covering the Bears all season long, and she will continue to do that all off season and in 2023. Um, when football starts up again in the fall, she is at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter, and she joins us each and every week. She's with Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Uh, I mean, it's at every step, like no matter what we want to look at here, Courtney, like it, it is, it sure feels like the most important Bears offseason ever, certainly in our lifetime. No, it does. And I think that, you know, the news of Kevin Warren getting hired today to take over a role that has never had somebody from the outside of the organization is really telling. Like, this is a team that has a number of priorities they're trying to accomplish, like you guys just laid out with the, you know, 108 plus million in, in cap space for the free agency period to the number one draft pick, you know. Kevin Warren's coming in here to help usher the Bears out of Chicago as they try to, you know, close on the Arlington Park property in the first quarter of this year, bring stability to an organization that has had a revolving door at GM and coach with very little playoff success to show for it. And, you know, he's an out-of-the-box thinker at a very pivotal time within this organization, you know, a team that has number one pick. He's got his work cut out for him, but I honestly, in speaking with, you know, a bunch of people from the Minnesota side of things and, you know, league execs who, who know him and work with, have worked with him in the past, like there is nobody better to bring into this job to kind of, you know, really shake things up. That was one of the first things that some, like two people, like in separate conversations today that I had said, quote, he's not, a, he's not scared to quote, shake blank. You can fill in the word there, yeah. shake things up because that's, that's who he is. He's a motivator. He's got this grandiose style of leadership where he really gets the buy-in from any sort of staff that he's with, especially what we've seen in the NFL. And it's a breath of fresh air for an organization that, by and large, has done the same thing a lot of different ways, trying to reinvent the wheel a lot of different ways for its entire existence, where I think fans, like, you got to ask yourself, what does this mean for the casual fan who really cares only about the on-field product how does a team president and CEO translate to that, you know, reaching them? Like, things are going to be different. If this pans out the way that Kevin Warren expects it to, this organization is going to kind of get out of its own way for the first time, mm-hmm. maybe ever. Thank God. Were you covering the Vikings when he was there? I was. So he got, he's been, he was in Minnesota since 05. It was like 05 to 2019. So 14 years. He was the COO when I was up there. Uh, in I got there in 16, so I interacted with him briefly 16, 17, 18, or 17, 18, 19 before he left. And, you know, 
the the reaction that you hear from people, low level staffers all the way up to the EVPs, is a very positive one because of the stuff that he was able to get done there. Of course, we look at you know bridging the gap between the business side and the football side. You got to remember before they built that palatial TCO Performance Center out in Egan, Minnesota, where everybody's headquartered. They were all over the place in Minnesota. They were at Winter Park, their facility in Eden Prairie. There were people across the street. Like, we used to have to cross the street to go into the practice facility, and I would nearly get hit by cars every day doing that. And there were staffers in this bank building, and there were staffers on where is she? Uh, here, reestablish Courtney's line. Yeah, well, that's yeah, weird. Never, that's that never happened, not once. Not ever. With Courtney's not phone. with Courtney. She's normally got great cell phone coverage. It's the first time that's happened. My God, I'm looking at the state. I'm looking at the pictures, Yerk, of uh, that Viking stadium. I mean, like, yeah, it's it, is, it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. amazing, guys. You got to get up there to see a game because it's unreal to sit inside but still feel the ambiance of the sun shining it's, in. It's incredible. It. It's beautiful, and it's spacious. I've got to get him to Green Bay first. Yeah, do so. Once I get him to Green Bay, we're going to Minnesota. Well, once you're heading north, what's the difference? Just <laughs> go over to uh, Minneapolis and then fly back. Uh, that's truly the right angle, too. You're going straight up north and you're yeah, going and to right rent a car. Yeah. This is what you guys should do: rent a car, go up to Green Bay, and then the next week broadcast from Minnesota and then fly back. You know, our, our, our minds are always racing. Even better, Carmen. When when Courtney's a, back, oh, Courtney's back. A okay. Sunday Monday scenario. Yeah, either there you go. one of them. Yeah. You know um, hold on. Courtney, you back? Yeah, I'm here. There I'm you, sorry you, about that, you, It's okay. You've got great cell phone. That's, uh, I was, like, stunned. We've never had a problem with your cell phone until right now. So it's all good. But, no, you were talking about Warren and your experience with him up there and everything that they've done. I mean, and, and he was pretty involved and, and responsible for that, we, that stadium. We can't say enough about it. Like, I've never been there. I've heard you talk about it. Black has been there. I know, uh, I mean, J.D. used to rave about it. Like, everybody says it's just spectacular. Um, and it, I, I guess did the Bears kind of zero in on him because of the things that he accomplished in Minnesota and all they have ahead of them now? Yeah, and I think the the thing that I gather from speaking with people about why this hire was made, his experience navigating the most inner circles of power in the NFL, navigating the league at the highest level, like you know he's done that in the NFL for 21 years, whether it was with the St. Louis Rams, the Detroit Lions, the Vikings. And he did it in college. Like, let's think about what he just did with the Big Ten. He got a seven-year, $7 billion TV deal for that, for that conference on top of getting two new member institutions in UCLA and USC. Like, he's a power broker. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very good and savvy at, you know, being able to kind of talk with people from all walks of, of corporate leadership in the NFL and in the business world. And that, for a team right now that's on the cusp of, so many new things. And I mean, the stadium's the biggest part. Like, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing this offseason because they're still moving forward. I know the city put out that video last week of like the renovations mm-hmm. to Soldier Field, which is far, far too little too late. But, um, you know, Kevin Warren coming in here to be able to help expedite this process. Remember, Minnesota broke ground on that stadium, like on the old side of the Metrodome in 2012 or 13 that stadium they opened up there in in the fall of 2016 that was four years like we've heard remember that meeting at at, at hersey high school in, in september we had heard that this could be a 10-year project to get that entire development put together 
the stadium's going to be the first thing they focus on to try to get that open as quickly as possible. And having somebody who's done this before and who has guided a team through, you know, one of the most monumental changes that a team can undergo, having that experience is pivotal. What did you think of uh, the way Ryan Poles handled the press conference and uh, the opportunity that sits uh, in his lap this offseason? I think he handled it perfectly. I think he said everything he needed to say about Justin Fields and offering you know, kind of like leaving the door open for himself to, you know, potentially if there was any sort of change at the quarterback spot. I, you know, what he said about how he'd have to be blown away for anything to happen, and that was in pertaining to having the number one pick after giving the vote of confidence to Fields and the idea. Well, you you just said you're giving, you know, Justin's your starter for 2023, but you also have the number one pick, and that you'd have to be blown away to draft a quarterback there. It was a good. It was a good amount of leverage to give himself if he changes his mind from the draft perspective. I also think it's a good way, like, if if some team comes in, some quarterback needy team that knows they're not going to be able to get the quarterback they want in the top 10, because we expect four to be gone potentially by by 10 or 11, um, with so many needy teams in there, that maybe a team's like, hey, here's two first-round picks, a third, a player, whatever, for Justin Fields. That's an offer that Ryan pulls. That would fall in that blow-you-away sort of category. So I think he was smart in the way that he approached this in not ruling it out, but also you know, doubling down that you have your franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. So if there was any way that he would move on from him, it's not an indictment on Fields. It would probably be because there's an offer that he cannot turn down mm-hmm. as a businessman and a general manager. What do you think? Is he gonna, uh, Are they going to end up moving out of that spot when it's all said and done? I, I think so. I think that you have, I mean, depends how far you want to move. So like Houston's at two, you can make them buy their own pick back or, you know, the moving heaven and earth comment that Chris Ballard said, yeah, to the other day feels like Indy would be a prime spot at four because you can get multiple first round picks. You can get their selection. Um, and you can also not have to miss out on a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson should defensive priorities rule out in the draft, which I think they will. And he's got a lot of leverage. Like Ryan Poles, I mean, this is an exciting time. If you're a fan of this franchise and being able to see the amount of change, like from where we are on January 12th to, let's say, let's start 1st of May after the draft's over, and we'll know, you know, by that time they should have closed on the land in Arlington Park. Maybe we'll have some idea about what the construction out there looks like. It's a good time to be a Bears fan because there's a lot on the up and up, and I think Ryan Poles is playing a huge role in that this offseason. Courtney, great work all year. We appreciate all your efforts for us uh, on top of everything else you do for the network. So, uh, we'll, And we'll be talking, obviously. like This is the biggest offseason for them in probably forever, which makes it maybe the biggest offseason for any Chicago sports team uh, ever. I mean, it's certainly up there. So we'll be talking plenty. Uh, but we really appreciate everything, and uh, we just wanted you to know that. So we'll catch yes. up again Thanks, soon. Thanks, guys. Right? I yes. really appreciate that, too. Danke schön. Thanks, Courtney. There's right, Cor- take care. There's Bye-bye. Courtney Cronin. Um, we might even talk again next week. Who knows? Because they're going to officially uh, announce Kevin Warren next week. But Courtney will be a big part of all the offseason stuff that we do in addition to everything she does for ESPN.com and all the television work she does on the network covering the Bears, covering the NFL, and just talking sports. So uh, we'll come back here in just a couple minutes. We've got more that we want to discuss. I want to touch on last night's Bulls game for a second. I got a few fun things for you, York McKnight at the movies during the one o'clock hour, and Todd Furman live in Vegas at 135 to preview divisional weekend uh, and, excuse me, wild card weekend. Oof, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got plenty of football to still watch, York. Wild card weekend, and we'll get some best plays from Todd in about 35 minutes as well. We'll be back in two minutes.